You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back, viewers, listeners, friends of all ages, hopefully mostly over the age of 21, since we don't tend to watch our language. Uh, <laughs> Swear away. <laughs> this is The Love of Pages, your friendly virtual book club, here to give you an excuse to drink alcohol while you read a book that isn't required by school <laughs> <laughs> or work. <laughs> Next uh, week is Call of the Wild, everyone. No. No. <laughs> I hate that book. Sorry, Dashit. No, this week we are finishing up Down Days. Stephen's latest book for us, based upon its pretty cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's how you pick books and wine, is by what the outside looks like. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've always loved a good yellow, pink, and orange. so before we jump into the down days jessica what's our cocktail this evening what is our cocktail i don't know um i made a coffee martini and i just did my favorite three to one ratio so it's three ounces of coffee two ounces of kalua and one ounce of baileys that was actually i haven't even tried it yet so hopefully it came out good wait everyone moment of silence Oh, it's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Pretty good. So the instruction I was given was spiked coffee. Spike it. Like just like in the book. Um, however, we record this podcast at night and I would kind of like to sleep um no. between now and tomorrow. So no, I have for spiked hot chocolate instead because sleep. Uh- <laughs> So I just coffee actually puts me to sleep. So if I have it past a certain time, it won't keep me up. Yeah. No, I no. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't work that way for her. Mm -mm. I I use it for its intended purpose. Uh, (laughs) However, I just took hot chocolate. I make my own hot cocoa mix because it's far better and less expensive. So. I just have mine and dumped whiskey in it. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I just poured whiskey into it because I don't measure things. Goodness. I mean, you know, honestly, that's like, you know, season to taste. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I use whiskey like I use salt. More is better. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this one. <laughs> So, and Stephen, what are you drinking this evening? So I am in the opposite situation of you. Uh, I was going to have this nice, fancy bottled root beer that I had, uh, but that one got switched out for someone else's because mine was in the fridge. Theirs was not. So they took mine. It's warm. And if I want to drink a fancy root beer, I want to have it without ice and like chilled super cold so I can have this peak peak experience, you know? Yeah. So all I'm drinking right now is just caffeinated things. I have an energy drink with ice in a, in a shaker bottle. <laughs> I'm Do you fancy. Have to stay up all evening. 
Uh, no, I'm just getting a very late start on some commission stuff. So um, I, I, I want to, you know, I, I want the the peak experience in this in this situation to be me being peppy. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so with that, let's go ahead and jump into finishing up the down days, uh, as we were discussing before, because I was told it was a good segue. We love conspiracy <laughs> theories, particularly when they end in us having to live with ghosts. Which is kind of the way I feel about the world right now. <laughs> is that how it's optimistic? Well, at least you might not stay, stay dead, dead. <laughs> like, yeah, is that the optimism of afterlife? I, I think, like, so for this I'm one... I'm missing the optimism. <laughs> you're missing the optimism, you said? Yes. Okay, so... There's nothing happy about this ending. The thing, like, essentially... Because I, I was in the same spot. I was like, what exactly was the optimism? Because I do feel like the ending comes in like a freight train. <laughs> like, pretty much... It is, it, it, is a lot at one time. Say, say again? It is a lot at one time. It it's really a is. Lot. Like, I, 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 100 pages, you go from zero to 4,000. <laughs> There's just so much that happens at the end there. So, obviously, um, for anyone who, for some reason, hasn't listened to the first two parts of this, we started off the novel in a pandemic... Uh, in this one small city where a bunch of crazy thing, crazy circumstances had a few characters all kind of meeting in the middle. Uh, that this is our character flow chart for anyone watching YouTube. Uh, I, I should make that. I'll, I'll make that one up, and we can include that at the end, like okay. uh, w- with the with the um, the podcast. We'll include that as a picture. I was mostly just throwing it up there so somebody could pause and try and remember all of the different characters. <laughs> There's a lot. But they they all meet, all these threads intertwined, meet in the middle. Uh, and at the end of it, what we got was the supernatural side of things ended with kind of a coexistence of people who have now gotten out of this pandemic, um, moved beyond it, uh, beyond it. And one of the, I guess, effects of the pandemic having happened is that now they are coexisting with the supernatural realm of ghosts, I guess. Yeah. And ghosts, they now like more people have the third eye than before. Mm-hmm. So like you've, I assuming it's like you got the virus, but it didn't kill you. So now you can see ghosts. That's what my assumption was. Like it's you not- lived through it or also, and it could also be just the amount of grief and death that you have gone through as a society. You now have the third eye from that. It's the kind of, from Harry Potter. I know. Yeah. Basically. Basically, yeah. Which isn't that weird of a concept. It's, it it's still very, I love Harry Potter. That is still the weirdest concept to me, but that's okay. <laughs> so no, um for for you, you said you're missing the optimistic part of it that was teased in all of the social media kind of stuff. Wh- whatever there was of the hype for it. Um Jess, did you see an optimistic part in there? I mean, I guess the optimistic side is that people have returned to a some form of normalcy and they're starting to, I don't know, you get, it was such a short snippet of the seven months later. Yes. So I, I feel like it's the I- idea that you you can find normalcy in chaos and you can this is life now kind of thing. I think, I feel like that was optimism to me. It was that it's like, you're still alive. You're still here. Life is crazy, but it's always crazy whether or not there's a pandemic going on. And you just, 
go with the flow. And okay. hopefully maybe figure out a cure from a person who died hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Diane? <laughs> it's not a cure. It's not a cure for the laughter. Yeah, it like essentially what they got was that it's like it's a different kind of thing because they didn't they didn't talk about it being gone, but there was supposed to be a cure coming from elsewhere. Like I like the, in the same way that we're thrown into it, I think we're also taken out of the story. Yeah, while, while events are it still does happening, seem like we're not allowed to know exactly what happens. So I'm like, maybe I was like, is this it? Like, is there gonna be? A sequel or maybe a novella or something after this? Because I'm still like... Because Faith was still trying to... Yeah. You said it again? Say it again, Elizabeth? I needed another full chapter. Yeah. Or a full day. I would be here for that one. Yeah. We should ask Ilza Hugo. We should. Because... <laughs> The cure wasn't the cure from Anna wasn't a cure. It was a hey, now everybody can see ghosts, and here's how you guys live together. But it didn't cure the laughter, so you still have to have the city locked down because otherwise it's going to sweep across the globe and do the same thing, and you're going to end up with no population except for a bunch of ghosts mm-hmm. who you have to figure out how to give human rights to. And I'm not sure what ghosts need in terms of property rights or <laughs> space or privacy issues, but I'm sure they exist. Yeah, I'm gonna start like sending you some of my story ideas and be like, okay, how how do I lawyer like how do I legalize like if fairies ever become an actual thing like how would that legally work? <laughs> I know who I'm going to isn't a cure, so you still have to lock down the city. So like they're still on their own and they're still dealing with these huge economic disparities because I doubt the rich you know gave up anything. Like no. oh now there are just more poor ghosts like. What do you do with that? And Salon's died and Piper died and Mother died. That was fine. <laughs> and Faith didn't get Jacob back because he didn't come back as a ghost. So clearly not all the ghosts come back, just some people's do, which <clears throat> is really weird and really rude. mean. Honestly. <laughs> Freaking Sans. Finally started really liking Sans. God damn it. Like just- <laughs> He was it starting is- to be my favorite character. It's like, I like this guy who's like, I don't give a shit. Here you go. Want some coffee? Why am I doing this? Let's go get some coffee. <laughs> what Let me be nice. Why am I being nice? Yeah. Why am I being nice? It's all right. Because you're nice, sons. You're a nice guy who just occasionally steals hair. Like, <laughs> There's still some questions about that profession. Because they call them pony jackers, which I don't think uh, implies the like anything nice about it. No one asks or anything. It's like, grab and cut and then run. <laughs> like It's not good. No, I would. If somebody grabs and cuts and runs with my hair, I will chase them down and like murder them in their sleep. Uh, uh-uh, you don't touch my hair. That's fair. Like I don't, I don't understand how they've been getting away with it. Like, uh, like I just, I feel like there would be this like huge protest of like girls and men like missing their hair and like just wanting to take down the pony jackers. But they're dealing with a, a resource that's finite in a place where there is a demand. So that someone's going to see them as like a quote unquote, like necessary evil, if not to the length of what that phrase really entails. Yeah. Plus the, the, one, the only question for me is hair takes a long time to grow and hair like it, um, what was the word? It oxidizes after it's been cut and everything. The, the, t- the clock on a wig or anything like that is pretty short. Yes. So there's a short life for that product. No, you well, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. But 
and then of course you have to think about all the environmental environmental implications from burning all of that hair that was in the convent and just the sheer magnitude of that so i just i i don't understand how this is optimistic oh smelled like hair for a bit (laughs) no for this one i kind of took it as they're essentially they're saying that the situation that we saw as being so awful in life is lessened a little bit because that's not the end of things i suppose like there's an afterlife I, I suppose people people still get to see those who have died, and those who have died aren't gone for themselves either, necessarily. Or they're just chilling out with a guy who's trying to outsmoke the devil in a cave in the mountains. Oh, and hunks and the devil, yeah, yeah. I think quite that was probably my favorite part was that no, they actually are there smoking. Yeah, and just like who's this chick? I don't know. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> so I know I said Piper died, but we don't actually find out if she died. Like. We presume like saw Van Hunks and the devil, but like now that we know that ghosts are real, like maybe she didn't die, or maybe she died twelve weeks ago. It, like, well, it's, I, so I have a question for this one. Mm. Have you both read The Giver? Yes. Yes. Okay. What do you think happened at the end of The Giver? Did they get into that house, or did they die in the snow? I'm convinced they died in the snow. However, there's a reason that I despise the ending of that book. (laughs) And for for you, Jess? They died in the snow. Damn, we all, uh, we're all people who think they died in the snow. Usually there's at least one person that's like, no, 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 no. They got into that house. They said they got in that house. Yeah. To me, it was like too perfect of a house. I was thinking, um, what is it? Is it Hans Christian Andersen, the the little match girl? That's what I was thinking of. I don't know this one. When I was reading it. Oh, I know I haven't read it, but I know it from like Disney does a short of it, the little match girl, in which it's this girl like she sells matches and she's poor during Victorian England and she lights her matches and she sees a vision in the match and then she lights more matches and eventually she lights out all her matches, gets like the perfect vision of like being home with her family and cooking and she's there because she died. Like I've actually played this I think I've played this as a VR game. You probably have. Yeah, you might have. Actually, no. I think I think there was a VR of the Little Match Girl. Yeah, VR was starting to be a thing. You have. Yeah. Okay. There is a huh. really awesome short that Disney did of the Little Match Girl, and I think you can probably find it on Disney Plus. I'm not for sure if it's one of the ones there, but you can just YouTube it, and that's where I usually watch it and cry. But yeah. <laughs> but with with that idea, though, I just wanted to see how would like how we stacked up for thinking these ambiguous endings might go for characters who could have died. Yeah, I presume everybody dies unless they tell me. <laughs> um, this, this is also yeah, a person. Piper is one where I'm like, I feel like she might have been a ghost the whole time. I like Mainly because you get that situation, which it never explicitly said it was a ghost, but when Faith is like waiting for tomorrow... And like tomorrow's neighbor comes up and is talking to Faith and is calling her, oh, you're the Grim Reaper or whatever. I feel like that was a ghost that Faith was talking to. Even though she asked tomorrow for sugar I, or whatever or milk or something, I feel like that was a ghost talking to Faith. Hmm. I didn't think that for that I one, but there's something but, said for it. Huh. And I was like, and I, I feel like it's because at the time Faith was having such a not Faith and ghosts being real that I feel like that would have been hilarious if. <laughs> She has this full-blown conversation with a ghost who's, like, wanting milk from tomorrow who clearly sees and interacts with ghosts. 
Because that was the other thing. These are ghosts that you can interact with. Yeah. It's not like they're just, like, from what I'm getting from the description, it's they're not just, like, floating orbs or anything. They When they are fully formed, you can directly interact with them and play with them and have them hold things. So mm. I felt like that was intention, that that lady was a ghost. I so. But she might be. No, I just, I clearly don't like ambiguous endings. I want things resolved one way or another. Like, don't care, but I want it actually resolved. Tell me if there really is a cure, if there's not a cure. Tell me, you know, what people are doing. Tell me how they're coping. Tell, you know, like, give me a conclusion. Tell us as a Hugo. Tell us. We, we, we should tweet Andrew after this. I am very frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not see the optimism. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all in all, like this, this one, it was definitely a book that I enjoyed. And I'm glad that it was something that I was listening to as an audiobook while doing other things. Um, so at no point did I like put it down, walk away, and then come back. Because I think that would have weakened the experience so much. That's fair. I will tell you one thing I did not appreciate. Okay. I did not appreciate the few amount of chapters that I thought Jameis or Terry had been shot. I was not loving that. <laughs> oh, do, do we want to give like a quick recap of this last third for those who can we make it quick? Reading it. I mean. I'm here for I, I'm I'm here for the idea of this. I cannot be the one to deliver this recap because I will miss so much. So let me see if I can do this. So we started on Friday. Was it the last third? Right, Friday, yes. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that was Saturday. Okay, Friday was short. Friday was very short. Starts on two. Twenty nine Friday. Mm. So San goes to the librarian. The librarian informs him that his unicorn is a woman by the name of Anna Kuang. Kuang. I. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Um, real person, by the way. Google it. Real person. <laughs> uh, was freed from slavery. Ended up marrying a rich Dutch captain. Was a seer. Wasn't discussed as being a seer died in the 1700s she's been dead a long time but he's been seeing her the librarian says she's actually the founder of that secret library um as to give voice to the voiceless and she had a diary and that diary supposedly had a cure for the laughter so and then he just magically finds the diary well that's later too not that later, though. <laughs> he doesn't find it till Saturday. The next know. day. But within the book, it's not that later. I'm more saying, like, I wish that diary was mentioned, like, earlier in the beginning of the book. So mm-hmm. it was that, like, oh, he found it. Like, what diary? You know. I, the one so, I, do, I do want to point out one thing, though. It took us so long to get one person going through and like decoding a book in the last book that we read. 
for the accidental alchemist. <laughs> this one, inside of just a couple days, they were like, here's the whole thing for it. Yeah. Well, so Faith meets up with Piper because Piper gets her a key into the convent. Uh, so then she goes in with um, Fred to steal back Elliot's hair. Mm-hmm. When they go into the convent, though, she sees Jacob, her son. So she then has a moment where she snatches up that vial with Jacob's Mm -hmm. face on it. Because she'd apparently taken Jacob to get his hair trimmed. So they get caught by Major, get thrown out, yada, yada, yada. Faith discovers that Fred is a fraud. Not in the real sense, but in the sense that he's been taking little pills to dampen his sight. So he didn't see anything. So then he takes her to a different seer who clues into what's going on. Faith has a freak out because it's not okay to be told that she needs to let go of her son if she's going to help tomorrow. She goes to tell tomorrow, to tell tomorrow that she can no longer help her. Just she, She's too close. She just can't do this. Tomorrow kind of freaks out on her and then calms down and asks for a ride. Um, I guess that was so in between those times, I apologize. She leaves the, she leaves the seer upset. She goes and she sees Sans meets up with him. He shows her a picture of the book, a couple pages of the book, and she easily decodes the first page. And then she takes a picture. She takes the picture of the second page. Try and decipher that later. It was the same day that he found the book that he learned of the book. Was it okay? Yeah, I just Sons learned yeah. the book, and then he goes and talks with Major as buddies. And he's down and out, and he, you know, he's dying, and there's no point, and he's going crazy, and he discovers Anna's diary in being used for Major's side table in a stack of books. Uh, so he steals from Major, and he's very upset about this whole thing because that's a line that you don't cross, and he just crossed it. But it's going to be worth boatloads of money if this mm-hmm. has been for the laughter. So he meets up with Faith, exchanges the pages. He then goes to a fence, essentially, yeah. and basically tries to fence the book. Uh, he then gets tracked down by the mob guy's muscle. And he basically bargains for his life with the book. And then Piper, getting chased by virus control, ends up dashing in front of the car that Sans is being held in. and causes a crash, which allows Sans to break free. As he's running for his life, he... Anna basically comes to him and uses her hair to tie his hand to her and basically takes off with him. Magic. For a price. For a price. <laughs> For a price. I will she be a price. Him jump a fence, which is where Artie and Jameis are now working to guard property. And Sans basically, you know, reminds Artie that he's friends with Faith. And he's being chased. And Arnie says, okay, I'll take care of the guy who, who's chasing you. And come to find out later, Artie shoots 
the gang muscle. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Faith sitting down trying to decipher the second page and discovers that it is a letter directly to her. Um, basically telling her that she needs to go back to the convent. She's going to have to let Jacob go. And also, and she to get there. Go ahead. Yeah. You skipped that. Faith took tomorrow, dropped her off at the market. You found out that tomorrow's real name is Persephone. Yes. Which is such a fitting name. (laughs) So Tara's name is Persephone and Faith discovers in reading the letter that tomorrow stole her gun out of her glove compartment. Yeah. That Ash keeps in there. So. Kept. Kept. (laughs) Faith is trying to get back to her car and she runs into Sans who has basically bargained for Anna's basically said, look, this is the price you have to pay for me getting you away from the guy who was trying to kill you. You need yeah. to get that book to faith and you need to do it now. So do, do you think any of the circumstances that are happening around him are about him being special in any way, shape or form, or is he just a convenient touchstone for everything else? I, I don't feel like it's about him at all. Personally. I don't think it's about him at all. I think she found somebody that fit the bill who was sick and therefore was already hallucinating, who had, she could see enough good qualities to know that she could trust him to get, to do the right thing in the end. Mm -hmm. And who was connected enough to follow the, the trail that she, she left. Yeah. Um, so Sans meets up with faith, bursts through the crowd and down into the manhole cover Sans arranges for Fred to pick them up in a truck and they race off to the convent. When they get there, tomorrow is got a gun to mother, uh, the head nun. She's pissed. She's shoots mother. Luckily, Ash kept the gun empty. Yay! <laughs> it was probably my favorite thing because you get it from tomorrow's point of view in which Faith says, like, why would I keep a loaded gun in my glove compartment? Of course, I don't keep a loaded gun in my glove compartment. And then it switches to Faith's point of view, and instantly you see her say that. And then in her mind, she's like, thank God I shouldn't leave a loaded gun. <laughs> she, like, she had no idea whether or not that was loaded. <laughs> so that was fun. That's, that's the fun with switching point of views like that, is things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One point for gun safety. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at that point, Major then tackles... Uh, Tomorrow, knocking over candles in the hair sanctuary, and the whole convent goes up in flames. Uh, Mother gets trapped. Thanks, you, Harry. Thanks, you. (laughs) (laughs) Mother gets trapped. Major and Sons try and free her. They can't. She tells them to go to ring the bell, get all the other sisters out. They go and they do that. Sons then realizes he left his book bag back in the sanctuary. Harry, Sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes back in, ends up getting stuck, tosses the book out the window to Faith, and basically has a conversation with Anna about the fact that he's not going to make it out, and this is where he dies, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. Uh, at this point, we then flash back over to Piper, who has made the decision because she has the laughter. She's decided she's going to die on her own terms. She's going to climb the mountain. She's going to get to a little cult, a death cult that 
performs euthanasia rituals. She gets most of the way up, and then this white, twirly blizzard cloud something kind of envelops everything. And she ends up in a cave and passing out. And this is where she dreams, quote unquote, dreams of the devil and Van Van Hunk smoking their pipes and talking about her and what they're going to, you know, is she alive? Is she going to make it? Is she not? Yada, yada, yada. They've just been hanging out the whole time. Yeah. Just smoking and watching. Yeah. So Faith then realizes that Fred has stopped taking his little suppressant pills and can now see all the orbs. And so she hands the vial that was Jacob to him because she realizes this is what they meant by she was going to have to let Jacob go to f- for tomorrow to find Elliot because it was actually Elliot's hair mm-hmm. um, that she had grabbed. And so Fred resurrects Elliot's ghost. With the help of the seer. No, healer. The healer. Healer. And then we cut to seven months ahead and Faith has trans has deciphered the entire okay. diary of Anna. And there's no cure for the laughter. The cure was how to live with and coexist with the ghosts of those who have passed. Mm-hmm. And everybody's coping better, at least in Six City, with the laughter. Because even if you catch it and die, you're then not, it's not really the end. Which is just, um, I'm sorry, that I know we've, I've dwelled on this, but that's not optimistic. That's just, I- this doesn't help. I feel like it's it's supposed to be this metaphorical thing, you know? You learn to live with the ghosts of those who have been taken away by the pandemic, so yeah, on and so forth. that's where I'm going with the optimism. Isn't that the afterlife part? It's that life goes on and you continue to be human through the life and whether or not it's crazy or not. It's actually one of my issues with the show The Walking Dead is how not optimistic it is. Like, they're so depressing. Every single epi- episode is just so depressing. Like, there's no comic relief anymore in that show. And it's just, this is showing you that, no, you're still human, even as you go through horrible, traumatic things. Like, you can still move on. It's the last line. She was doing fine. She's doing fine. Like, that's the optimism in it. Yes, the world's shit. But you can do fine. Like, See, and I the world is always shit. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> optimistic as much as it is a how to process grief which process grief isn't really optimistic to me it's something you need to do to move forward Mm -hmm. but I don't I don't perceive processing grief as optimistic I understand that one like for that would be like an individualistic kind of one like depending yeah. on how you feel about different circumstances or situations, the way that you would look at that one, it's a chicken soup for the sick city soul. There you go. So, but yes, that's a recap of how this all ends. Basically a chunk of people dead, <laughs> the hair convent overthrown. And now everybody's living with ghosts. I know, and Terry and Jameis are now a comedic duo. Oh, that's right. They're a comedic yeah. duo. Most important aspect <laughs> of it. That was the optimistic part. That uh-huh. right here. Terry and Jameis, their whole story was optimism. They're the optimism. <laughs> so th- one, one thing that I think um, 
what has very much been a constant for me for this this book the entire time is I just want to see it as a movie. Even though I don't think all books or anything have to become a movie or a TV show or anything, there's just something about the way the threads weave together that I think would be so well served by a movie. Yeah. My my question is just for you to cast one person. Nope. From the <laughs> I don't know people. Every time. I am doing a book podcast. <laughs> I don't do people. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. The actors' names are never the one that you enjoy. No, it's fair. Okay. Like, so, yeah. I, I have a geeks watch for us too, and I'm always like, I don't know actors' names. I know the <laughs> characters they play. Maybe like, I don't know what they look like. <laughs> I'm trying to think for Faith. Um... I'm gonna go ahead and fill for time here as they think <laughs> about this. Just got a thinky face. I'm not even thinking. I'm not even <laughs> very thinky face. Um, either the star of Blackish. I don't know what her. I know I know her name, but I don't know her name. I've never watched the show even. Um, or Olivia Pope, the one that has the hairline. She has the hair Caroline. Sorry, she has the hair Caroline. Yes, hair Caroline. I was so confused. With the, with like white and yellow with the black. Pretty hair. Yeah. <laughs> I know the hair Caroline. Really Other name. Uh, for um, oh man, I forget the names. Um, uh, looking for truth. Got kicked out of the library. Faith. Is looking it, for truth. Got to get out of the library. Yeah, like uh, she lost her son. It's, faith. Faith. Okay, okay, yeah. I just look. I just looking for a confirmation here. I want Faith <laughs> to be um, Charlize Theron. She's actually from South Africa. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Oh, you froze. Okay. You froze on mine, too. Oh, goodness. Just in case the audio or anything got cut there. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting one for her to be the one for that. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I I think putting her just in charge, because she's probably got some kind of production company or something like that. Um, just Just let her adapt this one and do everything else for it. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um maybe Emma Stone for Piper. Ooh. Maybe. I, mean, I, I can see. I can see him going uh, all out with the uh, role. Eccentric. Yeah. I don't I have no idea. I'm terrible at this. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> you think based off of what we've discussed and what you've read tweet at us who would you like to direct it i see i feel like that's a more vital olivia munn she she, i'm sorry not olivia munn um goodness uh olivia wilde that's the wrong olivia olivia wilde's been killing it on directing recently yeah that's true i feel like um oh my gosh Takai YTT Taika Waititi. Yes. I feel like he would be good. I feel like this feels like his writing style that he tends to drag. If he wasn't so firmly stuck in science fiction, Neil Blomkamp would be a cool one because he's again South Africa. All of his movies are shot there as well, so he would fight for it to be shot there. That'd be cool. Yeah, I feel like it's important. This should definitely be shot in Cape Hope for sure. There's no way around that. Yeah, yeah, no. 
you've got too many specific sites that just wouldn't look right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So that is the down days Thank you all for joining us on this adventure, uh, withstanding the conspiracy theories and the, <laughs> the character charts that are required for indeed. So on that note, I'm actually going to turn it over to Jessica because oh, no. pitch for our next book. Kind of a pitch or query because this is the first book that we're doing that none of us have actually read yet. So this is going to be interesting because nobody will be able to like lord over. I know how it ends. Like, <laughs> unless they read ahead. So no cheating, no reading ahead. <laughs> it's going to be hard. It, if, if judging by how I devoured the Martian. I know it is going to be hard. So yeah, the next book we're going to read is Artemis by Andy Weir. And he is the one who wrote, the Martian, which was a book that I did not initially think I would like The Martian because it's just not my typical go-to man stuck on a planet by himself. Just not typically something that I would get fully absorbed in. But no, that I think The Martian I ate up in like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And just, <laughs> So, dear listeners, we're going to probably be doing that in only two sessions because that's the only way I'm gonna, we're going to be able to uh, whisper. <laughs> Time if we try and break it into three, somebody might have a meltdown. Is is this one written in the same kind of um, almost conversational style as the Martian is, like the audiologue kind of? I, I do not know. I literally have not. I couldn't even like. I looked at this like when I bought. I've had this book sitting on my shelf for I don't know, probably since it came out. Oh goodness! For like what, three years. Yeah, it's not like years? I've just, like, literally been on my TBR for a while, so. I was like, well, I need to read this. Maybe I'll see if they want to read it too. <laughs> so, like, I, I didn't even like reread that what it was about. Like, goodness, just, I know. All, all I remember for for when this book came out is I was actively working at a store that sold books for like half of the store at, at the time, and two notable sequels from authors who had had great successes came out at the same time. Um, the first one was um, the sequel. Well, not a sequel. Um, another book from uh, the author who had written Ready Player One. He put out oh, his second Ernest, book. Ernest Klein? Ernest? No, wait. Yeah, that, that, that sounds right. <clears throat> yeah, there. Like yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Because um, there's an Ernest Klein and then Ernest Klein's different authors. Um, it's weird. <laughs> but um, uh, Ernest Klein, he, he wrote his second novel. And that book is awful. I heard it's it was awful. absolutely terrible. He's got another one coming out now too. Yeah, Ready Player Two. Yeah. So why? <laughs> Honestly, Ar- Armada, his second book was it was just Ready Player One all over again, but this time uh, it, it was the Last Starfighter. Very frustrating. But mm-hmm. Andy Weir's second book, th- this one that we have before us today, um, that one came out as a sequel to like a follow up from this big author. And that one was widely praised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one that I read was unfortunately the bad one. <laughs> but at day one when it came out, it was very, very grumpy. To be fair, Readily Player One was a very good book because that was another book that I typically wouldn't have been absorbed in and inhale. But that, that one, unfortunately, it's it's lost a lot of the luster. Don't reread it. 
Okay, I won't reread it. Yeah. And it and it was mainly the nostalgia of it because it talked exactly. about movies that I loved that I would be like to be able to be inside Monty Python and the Holy Grail <laughs> having to do all the lines <laughs> like sign me up. Like yeah. that was the main thing. Like and I do know it's because of nostalgia that I probably liked it so much, but yes. Yeah, that was one hundred percent it for me. But yeah, I just I've I went back to reread it recently and no, I don't doesn't recommend it. it. The nostalgia doesn't carry you through two reads. <laughs> that is fair. Um, do you guys know anything about Andy Weir as an author in general? Not a clue. I didn't even read Martian. Okay, so there, there's actually a little bit of a, a cool factoid for The Martian. He yeah. actually published it in its entirety online for free on his personal website before it was ever any kind of a big deal. So the whole thing was put out on his website, which he still posts fiction to short stories and things like that. Um, and it took off. People loved it. And then a company came through and so said, company hey, would be like, want to make money? Over this? Yeah. yeah. And, and he like, obviously he said, yes, please. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Uh, and then it got published. It was a massive bestseller, became movie and everything. And so I just, what a fantastic success story in a digital age for books. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right. So, dear listeners, viewers, join us next week or in two weeks. Wait, one, yeah. We skip one week. Skip one week. So, join us in week. two weeks uh, for Artemis. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll, be, it'll be lots of fun. So, until we get back with Artemis, Jessica, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter. It's JM Bailey Writes. I also kind of sort of do the Instagram love of pages for this. <laughs> I've gotten really, really, really bad, guys. I'm really sorry. What, what the, what's the Instagram love, handle? Love of Pages is the handle. Okay. So. All right. And Stephen, uh, where can people find you? You can find me across all social media as Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent for short. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Find archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts at geekelitemedia.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you use so that other people can come join our book club because there's always more room at the book club mm-hmm. and plenty of more alcohol to go around. <laughs> we also have a Patreon page for Geek Elite Media should you want to support us so we can continue to do these things. Uh, that is on Patreon at Geek Elite Media. But until next time, this is the Love of Pages reminding you to continue to turn every page. And always remember to geek geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.